the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. And let's welcome uh, to our program a gentleman who's been with us before and he joins us here for the very first time this year. That's the CEO of TNT Chamber of Industrial and Commerce, Stephen DeGans. Good morning to you, Mr. DeGans, and welcome to our program here this morning. Hi, good morning, everyone. Morning, Satish. Nice to have you with us here this morning. Uh, New Year. It seems as though we're having the very same conversation, um, and that is on the issue of crime. Now, a, a lot has been taking place. Whether or not that uh, those things are going to take us forward or not uh, is debatable. But we've been having a lot of pronouncements being made by our leaders, uh, both government and opposition, and others in society who are very concerned about what's going on with the crime situation. Um, we've been having press conferences and statements and all different kinds of things and I don't know if those have done any any good or if they've done if they've made any impact in reassuring citizens that something is being done the business community is obviously very much involved and concerned about what's going on or what's not going on um, 22 days into 2024 I'm sure that the TNT Chamber of Industrial and Commerce would have its own perspectives on what's taking place when it comes to crime in this country. So let's begin by getting um, some of the views of the TNT Chamber of Industrial and Commerce as to its position on the crime situation, what's being done, some of the things that you think need to be done. Well, um, Satish, um, there's a lot of questions. In, in yeah, we can take, <laughs> take them one at a time. Let's, yeah. let's, let, let's begin. Uh, but basically, uh, I, I think we have the chamber is appreciative and we acknowledge that uh, Dr. Ali made a statement on his platform that they have made a, a decision of how they want to deal with crime. Uh, that is at least one positive movement. I do think that it's taken a lot longer considering the urgency of the situation. I'm not necessarily satisfied with the lead. I, I don't know the, the the chamber is not satisfied with the, the leadership's movement on how they're going to deal with crime. And when you said leadership and you went into opposition on government, that's totally correct. You can't choose one and not look at the other. They're both leaders in our country. And considering that we had that statement made so long ago and they're yet to meet, doesn't give the nation the feeling that it's an urgent problem. And that, I think, is not what we want to be seeing. We want to see that they are dealing with this thing in urgency, that they sit down, they talk about it, and they come up with an urgent solution. And what Dr. Rowley calls out is not something that's going to help us in the immediate in the immediate future. What that would deal with is certainly things that may happen maybe months from now or maybe a year from now when you accumulate the, the right number of staff that could deal with it. But in, to say that that's going to be dealt with in a, in a matter of a week or two, that's not an instant solution. And we're looking for something instant as well as long-term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's a discussion that's taking place that is worrisome from all angles, regardless of how you look at it. And that is whether or not our political leaders on both sides of the fence are playing politics with the issue of crime rather than getting down to getting the job done and and the reason why i bring that into into the discussion is it's something we need to consider are 
the country's leaders more concerned about who could look better in this thing than about actually getting the job done. Because if that's, and I might be wrong to, to, to bring it into the discussion, or you can tell me whether or not the chamber thinks there's an element of that taking place. But if we have political leaders who care more about how their party look and who could come out of this thing smelling like roses rather than getting the job done, we're in a bad place. Uh, do you think that's something we need to look at? I, I, I tend to, my, 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 um, my feeling is that that is how it appears. Because if we know this is a, an urgent situation that's affecting the country, and I mean, if I wanted to meet with you, Sadish, and I really wanted to meet with you, I could find or make a way of meeting with you. I can't, I can't understand why it's something as urgent as what we are sitting with, dealing with right now, where people get killed or people just are unsafe on the streets because of collateral damage. I can't understand why it was in a far more immediate way. And yes, the, the government and the protective services are dealing with it at the moment. Whether it's adequate or not is a different thing. I don't know if perhaps if they weren't dealing with it, how bad it would be. But if they say that they're serious about dealing with it, they need to sit down and, and talk. And it would appear that they're not putting enough of a of a focus on the talks. And as you see, they're looking at more how it would look on their party in particular. Because it and I can't make that statement. I shouldn't have made that statement rather, but it does appear that there's not enough urgency being placed on the problem. We have Carnival coming up, which is a major exposure for the country. And we are finding people are, are starting to cut back or pull back. And the reason is not because they don't have the money, but because they don't want to be out there and risking their lives. That should not be a situation in a country as small as ours that is full of people that are generally very happy and want to celebrate. We should not have that kind of concern. Mm -hmm. And in a small country like this, we can't find anyone that commits these crimes. It's it's very alarming. There are some other elements of the crime situation that we'll get to in just a bit, and that involves businessmen being targeted. And, and we saw an instance in a home invasion. I think it's in a Remo or somewhere there where a businessman died following a home yes. invasion. We have instances reported here where business people um, who were facing extortion um, and threats to their personal safety and their family have packed up shop and they've gone abroad. Uh, they hightail it out of the country because they just can't deal with the situation. They don't believe anyone is helping them. Uh, I remember in our discussions last year, the chamber had made some overtures to get a, a, a meeting with our commissioner of police. Were you ever able to do that? Well, I think I, when I met with you, I did speak with you. Um, uh, at that time, I had met with her myself, and I was trying to secure a meeting with her, for not just myself in the chamber, but for the geographical chambers, which is what I call the, the people who are in the, the different parts of the country, whether it be San Fernando, Faisabat, Sapria, Central, Hoover, all these different areas. Because although we are the voice of business for the entire country, there are a lot of good, hard-working chambers in the, in, within the smaller sections of the country in little boroughs and, and cities. And they do very good work as well. They get their business people together and they are very directly connected to what is necessary on the ground. We have tried to secure a meeting with the Commissioner of Police for 
I think about three months we've been trying, and unfortunately, her schedule seems impossible for her to create the time to come to meet with us. And again, I feel a little disappointed by that because it was something that was a commitment made by her and it's not being met. So I am disappointed because I think if they get the feedback from the ground, and I know they have the feedback from their sources, but information, more information is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And if she could get that direct information and she will also have the commitment from those smaller chambers that they will want to deal with crime and they will hear what the police is doing because the police are active. The police are not just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. They are active, but we're being, we're being, we're seeing more of the negatives than the, than that we would like to see. And if we could sit down and have dialogue, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot would come out of something like that. A lot of good would come out of a conversation like that. And yeah. not being able to have it for the last three months does not put us in a good position. Yeah, you know what I find worrying as well? Um, that's not unique to the TNT Chamber of Industrial and Commerce, your, your, your experience in trying to get an audience with the Commissioner of Police. This Commissioner of Police seems to be so busy that it is amazing. Uh, she definitely does not have time for the media because we have issued numerous invitations to the Commissioner of Police and we got that very same response. That the commissioner is so busy that she does not have the time to facilitate an interview on what's going on. And it seems as though she can't facilitate a discussion with the largest chamber in the country and other business people, which is, uh, I, I don't know if, if it's right for me to say that's an indictment against the commissioner's office because the police forever telling you they want your assistance. Every time you get a communication from the police, is the police telling you, you need to help the police, the police want your help, the police want you to work in, work in hand, hand in hand with them. But when you try, you meet a, a brick wall. And I, I mean, I, I understand that your comments need to be diplomatic because you have um, a number of groups that you need to speak for and you need to approach the matter in a certain manner. I appreciate that. But the reality is we have a commissioner of police who has exiled herself from the entire population, it seems. Who does she ever meet with? Um, um, and I, I've spoken to a number of business organizations, and all of them tell me the same thing, what you are saying, that you've been trying to meet. And if the business community can't meet with the commissioner of police, who is she meeting with that she's so busy that she can't seem to have a minute out of her day to speak to anyone? And... Sometimes, you know, these organizations are ill-advised because they don't understand the synergies that can take place if they open themselves up to these discussions. It's not always about criticism. It is not always about beating down and, and crying down and fighting down and all that. It's sometimes people really want to have a discussion because they want things to get better. What does the business community foresee in 2024, at least the chamber, when it comes to crime, if things remain the same, we've had reports, as I said to you, of businesses closing their doors, businessmen under attack. What are the reports you're getting from your from your, your members? Well, very similar. I mean, I don't even think all the all of the instances are actually captured in the newspapers or in the news. I think there are things that are going on that we don't even know about, and it just doesn't even give the total perspective of the country of what's happening, which again 
is alarming because they may only seeing a portion of the crimes that are being reported and those are really bad than if there are others that we don't know about that that speaks even with situation in the country mm-hmm. and what you're talking about there with the 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 commissioner not being able to speak we feel very similar i mean i as you said i really can't go into the details that you would go into and i don't have that latitude but we feel very similar to that we have heard the same thing we want to help you we want to work with you we want the public to help but that the action the inaction is what really is frustrating especially when every day there's something else and i know all we in trinidad is to perhaps highlight the negatives sometimes in order that you fix the positives but if there are so many negatives going on then it's not good and if we're not seeing any activity on the negatives then we don't feel in, we don't feel that it's it's being the situation is, is in hand mm. and that's the problem where are we going to end up where are we going to end up if this thing continues to escalate 500 to 600 meters a year is, i mean i know i know someone who went to a, a, a country i mean it was the Fiji, Fiji islands which have a similar um number of people living there and i'd like to check the statistics it's just something i hear in, in conversation and when they asked about the number of murders in the country the person looked at them in, in great surprise and said we don't have murders we have deaths but we don't have murders and i'm saying that that's your, your, your topic in that way but it's, it, it does seem to indicate that we have a problem here and we need to address it whether it be 15 years ago or 10 years ago it would have been better but not addressing it now means that in two years it's going to even be even worse and it's just not being addressed adequately mm. and there are many people out there who would like to address it who would have suggestions who have ideas and we're not getting the message across to the leaders we are trying to be heard we would like to work with them but i'm on this case i'm not only speaking about the, the um, commissioner of police there are other areas of the chamber which has members that would be very useful for the government to to work with we see it with the ones that we work with we do very well with the ministry of trade the ministry of planning it's always open to us there are several ministries that the that the chamber of commerce will work very harmoniously with and then there's some that are closed and really just don't want to hear anything from us mm. and that can't work in a country like a small Australia. we can help each other make this a great place but if we if it's not if we're not given the opportunity it will not advance for those of you who are now joining our conversation we're speaking with ceo of the tnt chamber of industrial and commerce stephen degans on the issue of crime and some of the um attempts that the chamber has made uh, to try and get in touch with uh, those in authority to treat with the matter what are some of the things let's just say that you have the discussion with our commissioner of police and other maybe the minister of national security and others what are some of the things that you would like to see put in place well i have i have made a suggestion to both i've been given the opportunity to meet in a collective group with the national the national security in a smaller group and with the commissioner of police as i said earlier and one of the things that i think i would like to see in this country would be absolute policing i would like um people to we have lots of laws in this country we there's no absence of the laws i think the country has sufficient laws but 
are they adhered to and are, are they are people you know are we upholding the laws no we're not and are we seeing the the results of upholding those laws no we're not or not the results sorry are we being called tough meaning if i throw something out of the car which i abhor seeing people throw things out of their car or litter then i should be given a fine or at least given a warning i, I was at I was in a situation recently where a police car was facing me at a traffic light. As I was about to advance through the traffic light when it changed to green, uh, a car sped through the junction and continued on its way. I would have been cleaned up if I had gone there two seconds earlier. The police car on the other side must have seen it. The people in the tent, the, the people were in it. But they just turned and they went their own way. That allows people to feel that the police are not that gives the impression to people that the police are really not looking at what's going on. So if I can drive through a, a red light right in front of a police car and not even get a siren pulled over, warned, then I can do much more. And we're just stretching the envelope even further and further. We need to go back to absolute policing. And if you're not going to give a ticket for everything or charge someone for it, at least a warning, at least let them know I have seen you I am observing you, and next time, there's going to be a problem. And if people, I mean, the people who drive on the shoulder on the highways, every morning we have so much traffic on this road, on our roads, and the people who drive on the shoulders, I've been, I, I called a reporter to the police, and I was informed it was improper overtaking on the left side because the person seemed more intent on giving me the rule instead of doing what they're supposed to do, which is stopping it. And, I, and in my area, if they were to go to the shoulders or go to the highway, I am sure that a ticket of $1,000 would be collected every day. Probably about $50,000 would be collected, at least. The country needs money. There's a source. Just by upholding the laws, just by enforcement of the laws, you would be getting $50,000 every day. Let's do it. Have the police doing things, have them looking out. And I know it's not easy being a policeman, huh? Because if I were out on the streets now, I would certainly be fearful for my life. However, it is the people we've put in that position to to look after our safety. So I don't say their job is easy, but they need to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. My job isn't easy either, and I need to do my job. It's what I've been employed to do. Your job, you get up at what time in the morning to come to the office to, to, to have this conversation. It may not be the easiest, but it is our responsibility to try and do our jobs the best of our ability. And yours is to hold the peace. We're not seeing that. Yeah. We need to take a couple quick messages, but when we get back, we'll probably take a couple calls as well. And uh, obviously get the Chamber's perspective. One suggestion put forward to deal with the crime situation, state of emergency. And it's been shot down by the Prime Minister and the Minister of National Security. But uh, obviously, I'd like to get your opinion, the Chamber's perspective on whether or not a state of emergency would have worked, could work, should work. And of course, a couple of your calls. We're speaking with the CEO of the TNT Chamber of Industrial Commerce, Stephen Gans. Stay with us. Welcome back. Continuing our conversation with our special guest this morning, CEO of the TNT Chamber of Industry and Commerce, Stephen DeGans. Let's take a couple of your calls. I ask that you keep your calls brief so that we can get as many as possible in. Hello, good morning. 
Good morning, Satish. Good morning, Shannon Tobago Regional Arima from the Regional Village of Maraban. Good morning to your guest there. I could turn in late, so I couldn't get his name. Anyway, um, quickly, it appears to me that these business chambers or whatsoever, it appears, and that is my personal, I could be wrong, questions there um um well, do you care to respond or you take another call before you respond to those oh i'm not sure really what the question okay was. basically he he started off by saying that he's of the opinion that some business chambers are pro pnm and that's why you're not hearing from them uh, the other thing is um he was speaking about the the opposition's crime talks and whether they allowed and the second question i can't remember the second question offhand um the first question, that's not true because we have been trying to meet with the, 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 the uh, Prime Minister, and not the Prime Minister rather, although I did actually reach out to him as well. But we have been trying to meet with the, the Commissioner of Police, and not just myself, but as I said, the geographical chambers. We have tried to convene the media and talk about roughly 17 different areas around the country. And we saw last week the American Chamber also had an outset, uh, 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 a speech on it as well. So that we do, we, we are interested in the, in the government, in the, in the governance of the country, proper governance of the country. So that's that's an incorrect observation, I think. Um, with respect to with respect to how we want to deal with it, well, we would like to get our point across, but not being given the opportunity. We are, we are taking to the, the media, which is useful. It does get our message out there, but it's not necessarily being dealt with by the authorities. Uh, somebody sent them. Sure. Yeah, somebody yeah. sent a message saying, "What tangible measures would the chamber like to see in the short and medium term, at the very least?" Well, tangible measures or ta tan tangible approaches, rather, I would think. And for the the, um, the the joint patrols, I think that those are good things. As I said before, on my last my my last just before we went to the break, I want to see a, um, enforcement of laws. I think enforcement of laws is where we need to start. It's the very basics of policing, and if we are not doing that, then people are not necessarily afraid of being caught. If I stop someone that's driving erratically on the road or driving badly, and it's quite possible they're driving badly because they can't drive because they don't have a license. And if they don't have a license, then they need to be dealt with accordingly. But if I see someone erratically driving on the road and I do nothing about it, and I'm in a position that I should be able to do something about it, then... I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm quite guilty as well. I've allowed it to happen. And that person can go on to run off and have an accident or perhaps in, injure someone. And I, I have not upheld the law. My job is to up, uphold the law. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's take another quick call. Hello, good morning. Morning, Satish. Hi, good morning to you. I'm morning to your guest, uh, Princess Song. Satish, I would like to ask your guest um, if 
he's committed, the chamber that is, is committed to fair business practice with all the requisite protocols and, and principles and so on in Trinidad and Tobago. And if so, what is the chamber's position on the state itself giving contracts to alleged gangs or gang leaders, etc., community leaders? What is the, the chamber's position on this matter? Thank you, Princess Tom. Thank you so much for your call, Mr. DeGans. Um, it's not... I, I, I don't think that... I know that the chamber does not um, support unfair business actors, um, actions, as well as giving a contracts to people who are not necessarily able to do the contract satisfactorily. So we're not for that. That being said, I don't know of granting of contracts to known drug um, dealers or anything. I don't know of any, so I really can't say that it is something that's happening or not. Um, but if someone does present a contract or uh, a tender for something and it is supposedly the best price with the best options available and they are committed to doing the, the job, then they can be given that job, one. Two, if at the, at the end of the job it is completed and they have produced what they are supposed to, then they need to be paid. If it's different, then we have a different discussion. But I support, very much support, proper business practice, and that's what the Chamber is about. We would like to think that we are supporting and putting out to our members and to the general public proper business policies and, and things to adhere to, as well as giving a proper example of what needs to take place in industry. We, we have a lot of different committees and shows and, and seminars that teach people how to do these things, and we have many different opportunities for people to interface with us to learn about these things. We're trying to be even more pervasive, but I mean, we always tell people that it's it's become it's, it's, it's a standard for us now to, to refer people to our website, see what is going on, what you can get involved in, and how you can improve your business. And if you can't from that, give us a call and we will be able to help you in some way or another. I know that I have it just for a limited amount of time. Again, we're almost out of time. It's five minutes at the top, and we have news at seven. Um, state of emergency. It was put forward by um, Dr. Indira Ramprasad, and it was uh, endorsed by the opposition leader and uh, a couple of others since then. We've had varying comments. Uh, the Prime Minister and the Minister of National Security saying um, outright no uh, the business community from and the, the political analysts and everybody else seem to be divided on the matter. What is the Chamber's position? Well, I'm going to speak on behalf of not just the Chamber in this case, but as I told you, we have a meeting with all the geographical chambers. We think that something drastic does need to be done in order to get back the control of, of peace in this country. Whether it be, I'm not sure of the entire state of emergency and all the laws that it brings into into effect would be what is required or whether it's that what is what is desired but certainly a drastic movement whether it be that businesses will now go through a, a, a procedure of closing at five o'clock in the afternoon to allow all their staff to go home safely or something drastic like that that may need to take to take place and that would have to be a decision taken by the business community that would be our our moving that we can't um enforce or, or bring into effect a state of emergency 
definitely we need to to do something extremely radical legal and radical that will prevent the, the, the crime situation from escalating even further or at least signal to our leaders we're not at all happy with the way things have turned out and we need them to do something about it but the very least taking all those people off the street will allow the police theoretically to do their jobs a little bit more efficiently because there are less people to worry about and they can then see the people who are on the street uh, are, are people who are legitimate. I'm not sure if a full state of emergency would be what we require at this moment. I am not ready. I can't claim to be an expert in that area and I haven't had thorough discussions on it to say that I'm I'm going to proclaim yes or no in that, way, that area. Mm. But I do think that we need to be in our homes a little bit earlier. We need to stay off the streets and give the police an opportunity to perhaps really get into the, the meat of the matter or the people who are out there on the streets at yeah. night. Well, what you're talking about is self-imposed curfew. And um, yeah. I, I, I know it's a tough thing for the business community because um, they, they are already, some of them, on shaky ground when it comes to their finances because of the COVID pandemic. And businesses are trying to capitalize on as, as many sales as they can for the day. But already there are people who have imposed on themselves curfews. There are people who don't go out at night again, people who try to get home before it is dark. And all of these things, I don't know how it has impacted on several businesses, but that's a discussion for another time. And Mr. DeGans, I want to thank you so much for being with us here this morning. We will have several more conversations, I'm sure, as we continue to analyze as a nation what's going on with our crime situation. Thank you for being with us here this morning. Thank you, Father. No problem at all. Anytime. And that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, how we end our interview here this morning with our very special guest. He's been with us on so many occasions. And that, of course, is CEO of the TNT Chamber of Industrial and Commerce, Stephen DeGans. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.